Hi, crew. Welcome back to the Beercast. It is your host, James Rankin. This week for a Beer Crew show number two, myself, Jamie, and Sheila sit down to talk about nutrition. We start with our current nutrition habits and how we've adjusted through the Christmas period, uh, how we've evolved our nutrition over the years, and what lessons we've learned, along with just some general advice that we think would benefit all of you. As always, team, if you do enjoy the show, please, please, please share on social media, send us a message, let us know. The support is really, really, really helpful. Otherwise, crew, enjoy the show. Hey, crew. Hey, James. So Yo. I'm going to introduce you, Sheila, so you're not ambushed like the last <coughs> one. Okay? If that's okay, yeah. yeah. So today, crew, we're joined by Jamie, myself and Jamie, and Sheila. Hey, Sheila. Hello, James. How are you? Yeah, great, thanks. I'm excited for this. We're going to talk about around through the topic of nutrition and some of our experiences with it, both on like a personal level and a more help on other people side level. Army. Sounds good, yeah. That's the chat. Yeah. That's the chat. That's the chat. We've just spent five minutes talking about how good it is. So we're all so we're sticking to it. Yeah. Nutrition wise. So I just come from someone who I'm ter- I'm doing terrible this January. <laughs> Do you usually have like a reset in January, or is it? Like you pretty smooth through Christmas and it's it's just a small speed bump or or do you have to reset? For me, I was pretty smooth through Christmas, so I just continue on going. Mm. Not much changes. If that doesn't surprise me. I always see you as a really consistent with your own yeah. personal be- uh, habits. Habits, exactly. Yeah. Right. So for Christmas, that Christmas week, you did you indulge? Yeah, had a selection box a couple of times. Um, <laughs> always. Selection box. Yeah, nice. Galaxy, obviously. But I'll always have something, but I'll try to keep my main meals as they are. Right, so that's how you keep yourself on track. Exactly. Yeah. And then you say, if something happens in between them over this period, I'm okay with that. 100%. Yeah. Right, okay. Very good. So you're not like, throw out the rule book for a week, I'm off, and I'm just going to... Definitely not. It doesn't mm-hmm. appeal to me in any way. Right, okay. So do you think that's, I'm, inter- I'm interested in the personality types, because yeah. you know, I know people who are the opposite, right, who, and who can get back on track like that. Um, is this always been your way, or is this a learned behaviour, do you think? Um, I think it's a learned behaviour over time, yeah. You just built the habit. Built the habit over years. I so years. admire that. Yeah. I so absolutely. admire that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what about you, James? I was like that. Right. Until, until I decided... I didn't want to be a competitive athlete anymore. Right. And it, it then gave me the excuse of my nutrition is not that important anymore. I don't have to dial in on how much protein I'm having or how often I'm eating. I can skip a meal here. I can make up for it there. If I want a glass of wine on a Friday night, I'll, I'll have it. That sort of thing. And over the past 18 months, I definitely have went from where Sheila was, where you couldn't deviate me mm. at all. Like I Monday to Friday, I ate perfectly, and on Saturday I'd have <coughs> one indulgement because I typically undereat through the week because I was working so much, and then I go again, and it was fifty-two weeks a year, always. Wow. Whereas now, <clears throat> I'd say now, present moment is probably the healthiest I think I am for longevity. I don't think whenever I was more competitive, I wasn't healthy because I was beating my body into the ground as well and depriving myself of calories and then making up on calories depending on what was coming up. So if the open was coming up, I was probably putting on a bit of weight, getting a bit fluffier Mm. and then as soon as a competition would be over, I'd get lean again and try and stay strong while lean Mm. and then build again that way just because I knew the open was really stressful for me. But now, I'm much more lax with it. Probably a little bit too lax sometimes. Um, so, so, so it sounds like you're really like, uh, like a balance sheet, very, very structured. Yeah. And it's like uh, I need to manage every calorie in and out because I need to manage the, the training outputs. Wasn't tracking it, but I, I kind of knew I had yeah. done in the past, so I knew, and I was able to feel like I'd had all the wearables. I had whips and watches and all sorts and. 
literally just following them religiously for a year and matching I didn't eat enough today and mm. this says under recovery and I was able to bring the variation closer and closer and closer where I just for a year then after that I didn't need a wearable for me to go I need to eat more today I could just figure mm. it out so when you say then that um, you feel like you're healthier now yeah. even though you're you're saying that your nutrition isn't as tight as it used to be yeah so the loosening of the reins has made you healthier is that so. is that because it fits in with a, a generally healthier lifestyle correct right it allows me that element of socializing without me having to be like this is going to affect my training i can just go out and if me and jill go for dinner i'm going to have a pint of guinness 100 percent Mm. whereas previously it would be like no big training day tomorrow mm. and every day was a big training day so yeah it was limited pints against for special occasions only and then otherwise completely deviating from it. it's kind of it's interesting when you yeah. think isn't it like when you hear somebody saying like my diet has become less perfect in some ways but it feels healthier yeah. because there's a tightness that comes along with there's like, clear restraint, isn't it? Like mm. the restraint of being perfect, like it doesn't feel healthy, even though the, it, like everything's so dialed yeah. in. It's not where I wanted to be. Yeah, it was for a greater purpose. So there's a there's a like the overall well being with loosening the reins, yeah. mm-hmm. and that we can take some like indulgences once they're within check, I guess. Yeah, but but it fits in with that like more balanced yeah. approach. Yeah, that's it for me now. It's like I know I I need three square meals mm. so I have my breakfast I have my lunch I have my dinner mm. and I know that I need at least seven or eight vegetables a day mm. otherwise I don't feel mm. 100% mm. and it's the same thing like I I then come in <clears throat> if Monday and Tuesday have been a bit lax I come in on Wednesday morning at 5.40 and I start taking 6am class and midway through I'm just not 100% mm. I'm like huh and my sleep could be fine and everything else could be fine, but I know if my nutrition's a little bit off, my <coughs> energy, I can't regulate my energy levels the same way. Right. So that's important to me now. And it's so, so your athletic days, your like competitive athletic days, we'll yeah. say, taught you some good Hundreds. skills. The yeah. skills. Of it's it. that sort of thing of like. You might relate to this one. You have to to find balance in your work life. You have to get to a point of overworking. Because otherwise, how do you know? Where's where's the limit on this? And I, by no means, was a high-level athlete, but I worked hard to be able to do what I was able to do and to perform the way I was able to perform. And I know that for me to maintain that level, I can't do it now and prioritize other things. But it helped me go, right, I feel good when I do this, nutrition-wise. And I feel good when I do a workout once a week where I absolutely root myself I know that that's good for me mentally and physically mm. Mm. yeah there's, there's like a, I think of the analogies like you know um, we're on the bike today and we have to hold those 80 RPM yeah. if you go up to 100 in your warm up and you hold that back and off to 80 feels fine whereas if you warm up to 40 and then you have to ramp up to 80 it's way harder right? yes. so because you've gone really constrained before Backing off here. What feels, might look like me yeah. being really strict to other people yeah. feels so lax for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because because really at the end of the day, like you're still on a really. Um, it sounds like uh, you know we get little insights into James's nutrition yeah. right on his Instagram, okay. and you see that he cooks amazing meat. You can see that like you really take care with your nutrition. It's obvious, but then you also see there's a pint of Guinness. There is those things. Bottle of wine. It just it just looks and feels quite balanced. It, yeah. it looks like it's in a great spot. That's exactly where I want it to be. Then, yeah. I'm probably a little less balanced, I'd say. But it, it's towards your competitive endeavors. So, so tell us, what do you mean by that? As in, I I wouldn't be a drinker for that reason because I know it affects my training. Yeah. So your your training is your priority. So then the the food has to sustain that. Yeah, my training is a priority. Obviously, it's a priority. So is my food. But I know if I drink, then my food gets off track. Then my training gets off track. So I'm like, oh, I'd rather just not have it. It's not something I really enjoy. Yeah. Even half a bottle of wine. Yes. Not uh, so so that's something over time that you've you've done less and less and less of because 
you, you think that it's just the cost of it is too much. The cost is way too much. Really? There's, there's Christopher with the coffees. Look at this. Look at this. <coughs> you started? Yeah, we're in the middle of it. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Say hello. Don't call me. Hi, guys. Oh, <laughs> Jillian's here as well. <laughs> it really is a crew show today. <laughs> there's my coffee. Thank you. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thanks, lads. You need to take them sticky things off before you drink it. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks coach. Thank you. So. So, so how often a year do you have a do you go have a, a drink? I'd say three times max. Wow, yeah, that's max. Yeah, yeah. Compared okay. to before, I probably would have been a bit more regular, but now mm. definitely. Not. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how it goes, right? Mm. I, I'm I'm probably not as irregular as that, but not far off. Mm. It's it's once every couple of months that I go out for a beer, yeah. uh, and like there was a time where I would have been every other weekend yeah. do you know what I mean so uh, I guess things change over time and I suppose Covid kind of helped that a little bit as well I've been at home all the time for me I wouldn't drink at home mm. so I'm like oh mm. there's you know not much opportunity to go out so yeah like but, but I tell you what just to, to start switching to like talking to people who are coming to the gym and they're coming asking for nutrition mm. help is an interest some people have had the other experience with uh, Covid it's mm. Uh, they're they find themselves having a glass of wine every night where they used to. Hundred percent. Well, yeah, I was probably more along those lines. I didn't drink wine until COVID. Ah, right. You discovered it. <laughs> I was in lockdown. And I was like, Fuck it! I'm going to try and teach myself how to drink wine. And I just talked to a few people and had a few friends, and they were like, "Try this one first, this one second and I fucking love it. Like, we'll spend good money on nice wine mm. for the weekend mm. and open a bottle just to have a glass. Yeah, but once you get into the habit, it's hard. It's a hard like. It's very hard to switch off because I've yeah not had one now in January. Mm. It's very intentional because it became habitual, mm. and I was like, that doesn't line up with my goals either. Yeah, yeah. Having a glass of wine or two, once or twice a week, every week. So so, uh, how did it break? Was it like a start talking to one day, or was it a, gr- a gradual reduction? Like stop. How did I stop having yeah, it? Yeah. I just said that's... Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Just one I, day. I know, I, yeah, literally, I know I can do that. So you just turned the tap Anything. Off. Yeah. And it's is like, it just for January or... We'll see. Like, I might still have just a glass on a Friday night if we're making yeah. a steak or mm. I've got a few... Um, I've got a few really cool gifts recently. I've got a Bluetooth meat thermometer for the barbecue. So I can mm. track on my phone how the steak is doing. Mm. I got a brand new carving knife this week from one of the members, which is deadly. Oh wow! Oh wow! That's amazing. And I got a lovely, nice gift. Happen. And I got new oven mitts. Oh. For the barbecue. Very exciting. So I'm like, I have these three things that I've never used. <laughs> so when are we coming over? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. ASAP. I need to find a nice big joint and practice it, and then I'll invite the crew over. Absolutely, yeah. and that'd be great. Very nice. But you have to have a beer. Oh, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like as soon as I do that, I, like I like having a pint of Guinness when I'm cooking, mm. like on a barbecue, and then I like to have a glass of wine with that type of dinner. But I could also just have that pint and just have that glass of wine and call it quits of that. Whereas, and that comes from me being more like Sheila, where at that time I was just like, nope, I have Filthy 150 coming up for the next eight weeks. I'm eating vegetables and meat mm. and some carbs and drinking water mm. and that's it yeah yeah. and I was able to just hardline here whereas so, other people haven't had that so as a coach right mm. I, um, I'm interested in you know the people who come who have a habit and they, they don't have that on off switch mm. that you have right because I don't have that on off switch yeah. I don't do it that way I don't go I'm going to just make a big shift I have to get in, like we talked about the last day, I'm a process dude, so it's like today, can I make an improvement today to something, mm-hmm. right? So I get, I, I take it almost meal by meal, mm-hmm. right? So I'm thinking about um, when someone sits down in front of you and says, I'm in a habit of, and it could be like having a, a glass of wine night mm-hmm. or a bottle of wine at night, because that happens as well. Um, have, have you given them any strategies that have, can you think of any that have worked for people? So I suppose it's breaking the habit and it's 
one of those things I think is when you're trying to change something with your diet as well it's gone cold turkey sometimes isn't the best thing to do even though I know James that's what you've done but for some other people that's how they just revert back around so it's cutting it out every evening maybe going every second evening and just gradually getting rid of it as opposed to being like oh that's it now if it was me I'd be like that's it today I'm stopping but not everyone's like that so you have to gradually cut it out replace it with something else and like I did have this conversation with someone recently try go for a walk when you sit down have a glass of wine you know read a book try replace it with something different if you can yeah that's a good one so so there's a like a gradual reduction Mm. strategy so it's it's not so cold turkey Mm. because that is tough right very tough because some people that is what they unwind with Mm. and then they're after working hard all day and they're thinking I don't have something and when you tell someone they can't have something they want it so it's not like right that's it today it's gone you know yeah for sure <laughs> so that's so and, that, and that's the replacement strategy is a good one mm. like we you see this in um in sports psychology if if somebody if you have a, a golfer trying to mm. get over um, a psychological issue say on a putt and they're always coming up short and if you tell them to uh, to tell themselves not to come up short, they'll come up shorter. Mm-hmm. It's ironic rebounds, mm-hmm. what they call it. And it's it's a really interesting thing. The more we think about the thing, obviously, yeah. the more we think about it. So if we say reduce, there's nothing to replace it with. Mm-hmm. So if you say uh, go for a walk, mm-hmm. you're trying to replace the need for unwind with mm-hmm. something else that's mm-hmm. a bit healthier. I think that's a great strategy. Yeah, yeah so, that works really well. In people I've worked with in the past, mm. that little replacement. So not just take something away, but add something else in. Yeah, okay. I yeah. think that's a good strategy. That's I mean. a big thing in addiction, anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like typically, I read a book, uh, The Blueprint, by Man Pollen. What's his name? Michael Pollen. Michael Pollen. And in real food, it, not too much muscle fat. That's Michael Pollen. Is that him as well? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, it's a book called Blueprint, and it's all about genetics. And he talks in that where fifty percent. You know, there's the whole nature versus nurture yeah. scenario, and it's like you're dictated by your environment and stuff. And he is arguing from the other perspective of your genetic makeup dictates so much more than people tend to let on. You can obviously influence that by environment, but the likes of say addiction can be a genetic thing, and the people who do have addiction. And I find this to be true from people I know who were former drug addicts or alcoholics that they then do just get addicted to the next big thing. Mm. And if they get lucky, they become addicted to something that is healthier, like CrossFit. But I've seen people who get addicted to CrossFit and it becomes a three times a day thing and that's all they think about. Yeah. Which is well, unhealthy every, and detrimental to their family yeah. and everything in extreme is probably yeah. starts yeah. becoming a problem doesn't it yeah. yeah 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 so it is finding something that it, mm. I, I guess with the nutrition thing it's like what is it's going that layer, layer deeper and trying to figure out what is the secondary purpose of the the thing that you're doing yeah. so if it's a bar of chocolate at the end of the day is it like like what's it's, it's beyond the taste of the sugar in your mouth mm. like there's probably something it's the feeling behind it yeah it? Mm. Uh, so what how can we answer that need in a different way and there's where we get into strategies that people that really can change a lot of the time with that we replace it with something else I find it this is really true with cigarettes yeah. but with little bits of chocolate and stuff as well it's having something to do mm. with your hands I'm moving my hands where people can't see this <laughs> but it's it's a lot of like oh I have a chocolate bar mm. I unwrap it I play with the wrapper afterwards it's not even the actual eating of it mm. it's a distraction thing and a fidgety thing so I find just giving That's people a stress ball yeah. or a book is another perfect example like distract yourself physically with mm. something else mm. is really helpful I found something that's actually really good and this is probably more where I lie and I just have hard fast rules that I have to stick to and I just treat it like I get in the car and put on my seatbelt it's the law and I just create the other rule of Monday to Friday I don't have chocolate mm. Gillian offered me some chocolate yesterday a little kinder bar I have a every I was, day yeah you have, but you have great self control whereas I can I know that while I can be very self-controlled, I can also fall off mm. the other end so deeply. So I'm just like, Monday to Friday, no. So you write new laws. 
I yeah. broke that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so absolute, right? But, but, if you, but if you just say, all right, Monday to Friday, I'll try, it doesn't work. Mm. Whereas if I just say, yeah. all Monday to Friday, I'm not allowed. Mm. And it's kind of in the back of your head, you're like, huh, better not do that. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't drive without your seatbelt. Mm. One, the car shouts at you, ding, ding, the whole time. But like, it's a safety thing too, whereas mm. I know it's a safety thing for me where I won't mm. get... You see, I flat. think personally saying you're not allowed or having that mindset then it's like you want it again you know so I'll always allow myself to have something if I want it so so that's really deadly right there's two personalities yeah. so you're you're you giving yourself making it fully legal 100% everything's legal <laughs> legalized <laughs> chocolate bars during the week that's that's the yeah. very thing that takes this the, the need away for a splurge or a, exactly. or extremism so you can say, I can just do it in small doses mm. so it's not affecting training your health. Mm. Um, and that's what keeps you on track. Exactly. Whereas for James, like if I start, floodgates Go could on. potentially yeah. open. Yeah. So let's just outlaw it. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I know I've done it that way as well. Mm. Whenever, again, whenever I was super competitive, I used to have one scoop of ice cream <laughs> every day. One scoop. What flavour? But it changed every week. Oh. I'd buy, go to Tesco, buy a tub, the cart, the mm. ore, yeah. ice cream, one scoop. Every week would be a different flavour. And at one stage I had like seven tubs of ice cream in my fr- freezer, which is ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. But it was just, it was just my, this is it, because otherwise I'll go off track at the weekend. Mm. And it'll fuck me up for the week and I'll get really annoyed. So that kept me in line, 100%, because mm. I was being so strict. So, so tell me then, right, I'm just thinking about in our roles as coaches, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not nutritionists, we're not dietitians, mm. but we do play a support role for someone who's trying to make a change, right? So mm. um, I guess when somebody comes in who doesn't have the on-off switch, mm. is it difficult to relate? It was. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've worked on it though, yeah. Right, okay. But a lot of the time, yeah, I in, in previous scenarios stop eating <laughs> it's against the, the law fucking ice cream yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what it used to be it's like I don't know just don't buy it just don't yeah. <laughs> don't go down the freezer aisle in Tesco if you're yeah. addicted to ice cream don't go to the middle aisle yeah stay outside well that, that's another thing though isn't it it's like yeah it's trying to find if it's a sweet tooth thing like eat more fruit like mm. eat a kilo of strawberries See how you get on that. And if you still want the ice cream, then fair play. Because <coughs> you probably won't. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I used to find it really hard to relate to that. No, I can relate because I think I've been, over the years, the person mm. at the beginning that didn't have the on-off. Mm. That couldn't have the mindset to say, mm. no, it's not for me. So I'm like, I, I see where they're coming from all yeah. the time. Oh, I do now. I'm much better now. Or not, so now it has to be a conversation. And it's says, oh, they usually buy like a dairy milk large bar. And I'm like, okay, don't buy the large, just buy the small. Mm-hmm. And that's that's, that's the change, you know, that kind of way. Instead of being like, don't buy it at all, just go a little bit smaller. So you have to kind of think of it a little bit like yeah. that as well. And yeah, now I tend to go towards a conversation and, and find out what they've done in the past. Mm. And people typically have said, oh, I just stopped. And then they rebound something mm-hmm. terrible. And they come back and it's like, well, that probably isn't a good strategy for you then. Mm-hmm. Or if it is, you didn't have, like you mentioned in the last podcast, what's the backup? Where's the, the fallback here to help get you back on track? Yeah, the relapse. To, yeah. yeah, to make the little bit of progress every time. Because that does work mm-hmm. in some scenarios. So I know if they've done that, it probably isn't <coughs> the best thing to try and say, stop buying ice cream. Mm-hmm. It might work. But if someone's like, oh, I tried to just... You know, every day I have a little bit, but every day that little bit got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. Then it might be a case of, well, let's implement some rules to the game, some yeah, yeah. Yeah. laws to it. And it's figuring out on the person what has worked for them or hasn't worked in the past and going from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm interested, I'm listening to two of you who are two people who are really good at nutrition. Mm. Like it's pretty obvious from our conversation. Mm. And I'm in the opposite place right now. <laughs> So I'm wondering, you know, uh, there's there's people in that other boat. So uh, I would say nutrition is not a priority for me at yeah. the moment because work demands are high. Right? Mm. And this year it's going to become a big priority for me. Yeah. But I have to work through certain things first, work-wise, mm. get the demands down because I'm in a position now where I just don't have the 
headspace, the time, the energy to put into it. I have to accept that there's a certain fallout in the short term. Yeah. Right. And there are people in that position yeah. mm. right now listening to this as yeah. well. And they probably need some help yeah. getting themselves going somewhere. And it does make me think of um, that whole behavior change cycle and getting yourself to a position where you, you first have to decide that you want to make a change. Mm. That's the first step. Mm. And then it's like starting to prepare for it. So um, I know I've worked with people before where it's like just getting them to say, well, can we write a shopping list mm. that might be better than the one you have right now? Yeah. Can we just do it? And you're not even going to have to go and do it because they're, like, it's going to take such um, like a humongous effort for them to get from where they are to mm. where they need to be. Yeah. If they look at the whole elephant, they won't eat it at once. You know, so we have to go one bite at a time. So it's saying... Um, well, can we start the preparation work, which is, what would a shopping list look like? Let's see it. And then they might see it and go, actually, that doesn't look too bad. I could probably start with doing that shopping list, and then we'll start looking at using the actual ingredients on it, but that would be a good place to start. Um, and then, hopefully, you're in a process with them where you can go, like, little step, little step, little step. They're all small steps. So, I know, so I'm, I'm interested with you. You've worked with young people. Yes, Right, who need simple solutions, is that simple right? Simple solutions, yes. So tell us, how did that go? It went really well. So simple solutions for young people, I suppose, they have such easy access to like McDonald's or a chicken fillet roll for their lunch. So it's educating them on like being able to go into a supermarket and buy like a yogurt that has protein in it and some fruit and the benefits of eating better for them and how they'll feel. So, so yeah, so what did you tell them? How would it be the benefits? Was it just feeling more energetic? Well, yeah, one energetic, but a lot of them were struggling with their with coming to school and trying to focus because they had a like, brain fog. So like they weren't eating breakfast and then they were going mm. off and eating something bad for their lunch. So it was basically about being able to concentrate better in school and to succeed a little bit better. That's cool. And and they were receptive. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Because I think adults are in the same position, right? Mm -hmm. They don't realise yeah. the impact. And people think if you're not prepared and you have to go to the shop to get something for your lunch, that has to be something like fast oh, or quick yeah. or simple. Where, like, I wasn't prepared today and I went in and bought a pasta salad and some tuna. So I'm like, easy. Whereas I could have went and bought... It's not the best thing, but it's but not it's a McDonald's with a big Exactly. Mark. Carbs and protein and some fat. So it's like, you know, so you can make better choices. Yeah. So you, you've made two points that I want to touch on. Mm. So you said to Sheila there um, that, like, how did you get the kids to buy in? Mm -hmm. And that's what I was thinking of whenever you said already. You were like, you just and you want to make it a priority, but you haven't the time or the energy mm. or whatever. <clears throat> if you were coming to me mm. to talk about nutrition, I'd sit down with you and say, what's the goal? And I already know some of your goals. It's like coaching development and go the business and all of that. Mm. And it's like, but if you aren't looking after you, mm. then you can't maximize yeah. how much mm. you push us as a team. Mm. So I now know, I know you're a terrible leader and you just don't eat sometimes. Mm. So I can now subconsciously be like, that's Jamie. Jamie's been here six hours. I haven't seen him eat anything. Ask Jamie if he wants to have lunch. Mm. and it's just little things like that and then I get a dual benefit from that as well of you might be less grumpy you might be able to push me harder mm. and make me better at my job yeah and then there's a continuous circle on that one where you get healthier mm. and I get better at my job because you've got healthier yeah and I think like the there is definitely a big shift in you can see it all over Instagram mm. people are now saying you need to be look after yourself mm. first before you can take care of others, all of that yeah. messaging. And I think it's it's a really healthy direction that travels in. Yeah. I am the worst person in the world looking after myself. Yeah. I will really run myself into the ground every single day. Yeah. But there is an element where that's what demands on my job right now. Yeah. Like there are just there are some people who just have taken on a workload that isn't sustainable mm. and isn't healthy and they just gotta do what they gotta do. Like, I, I left here 15 hours after I came in yesterday, and I realized I was driving home. Fuck, I haven't eaten in, I don't know, maybe eight hours? <laughs> like 
You know, at, at that point, you're fucked. Yeah. You're dizzy, but, you're fucking... But there's minimizing impact on, <clears throat> on those symptoms. 100%. So I, I think there is... So for me, that's the process thing. That when I, yeah. you know, I feel the impact of it, I feel that it starts affecting my performance mm. and work. That's where it starts annoying me. And now I go, okay, now I've got I to gotta get a bit more prepared. I've got to bring something with me. I've got to make sure I put time aside here, maybe set an alarm for myself to make sure I don't forget. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Uh, but I th- when I think of that, it's like, now you're just in, like, survival mode. Yeah. You get me? But at the same time, what I, I know that I'm also working to a point where things are going to be more settled in, I would say, maybe by the time six weeks comes around, mm. my demands will back off a bit. Mm. I've gone through a horrendous period. Of th- like, demands are high at the moment mm. um, with all sorts of things going on. So... I know it's temporary. So there's a there's a point which you can say, I can take the the, the short term pain because I'm going to get to it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. There's a bit of that, and I do think that when we see CrossFitters, by nature, are often hard drivers, mm-hmm. and there's always a percentage of people who come in here. They come in here because they're extreme at everything. Mm-hmm. They want to come in the hardest workout, and they want to go home, go and do the hardest job, and they want to work longer than everybody, mm-hmm. and it's. Um, it's finding strategies for those people too that it might not be that easy to just give it's like the simplest thing to just make a small improvement like you're saying having somebody saying to them in the middle of the day did you reach yet? Yeah. <laughs> peer pressure <laughs> works peer pressure works it does it, it does indeed and you know there's, all, there's always the case as well in my mind like, like nutrition has never been my biggest priority mm. in my life I always was more like I love training I love the movement side of things um, and nutrition is always something that you know when I learn about it I read about it it's, it's always a bit of a chore mm. I'm like okay I have to go and get into this subject never my most natural area but at the same time um, like it in my role here I have to be somewhat of a, a role model and I'm not being a good role model right now in terms of nutrition and I know that so that's a that's a motivator for me much more than even looking after myself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a reality where I'm at at the moment. You know, um, but like you said, you just need strategies like everyone else does. One hundred percent. Yeah, I missed a few meals last week and I was so annoyed. It was on before I put it on my thing. Yeah. And that just feels so far away from me. Yeah. I'm like, I missed a few meals today. Yeah, live it. <laughs> Yeah. So, I'm kind of more interested in, in you a little bit now as well, Sheila. Like, what sort of strategies, or what, maybe not strategies, what rules do you have around your nutrition? What rules? Yeah, like, because you still eat squares bars and you still. No, eat, I came off them and feed from memory. Well, you did. You what about Soreen? Is that still gone, a thing? Gone. gone. Yeah, I go through these habits of getting addicted to things. Oh, yeah. Soreen, squares bars. Right. <laughs> There's probably been another few things, but yeah. So, Daily, so you got annoyed that you missed meals. Yeah. So what are your like daily non-negotiables with your food? With my food, yeah. breakfast, lunch, dinner. You have to have three. Have meals. to have three. And what are now? I used to eat way more. Yeah. When I was sitting at a desk all day long, mm-hmm. I'd have some snacks and I'd have other bits, but I don't have as much time now to eat too many more meals. So three meals. Yeah. Um, is each meal the same sort of makeup, or how do you? Varies. It really varies. Um, I'm not as prepared as I used to be either. So, so what would an ideal day for you look like food-wise? Food-wise? Yeah. So I'd have, <clears throat> I used to have a square bar in the morning. Uh-huh. Hi, Sheila. I'm, I'm Sheila. I'm what, time, what, what time were you up at for that? Five. So you have a five a.m. square bar? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know. It's not great. <laughs> um, but I needed something before I went training. This or is a Kellogg's, Kellogg's square. Yes, Kellogg's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I've I cut that out right. this week and I've, like, I always had my shake with me, my protein, kale, spinach, oats, banana shake. But I'd have that after I had the square bar. So now... And is that before coaching? Before coaching, so, yes. So you start coaching at six? Six, So yeah. five, roughly half five, you'd be like square bar yeah. and then a really healthy green yeah. protein shake. Yeah, but now no square bar, so okay. sad shit. Like. Okay. <laughs> right, brilliant. I okay. think that'll stand to you. Yeah. <laughs> As an right. athlete, definitely. So, yeah. so that's a great start. Yes. So so, so what, do and then put, the what do you put in it? So spinach, kale, creatine, protein powder, banana, peanut butter, oats, 
think that's it. And how long will that keep you going? It'll keep me going until I'm in the car on the way back home and then I'll have a protein yogurt. You know, those yogurts that I eat all the time. Yeah. Have one of those. Then That's 8.39? Yeah, and then, right. then I'll get home and I will have... I was only telling someone about this the other day. They were like, Jeannie Mac. Um, like an omelette with like five eggs, some peppers, mm. um, chicken sausages, bagel, avocado... Maybe a bowl of oats as well. Depends how I'm feeling. So a full banquet. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, that's yeah. a big meal, right? And it is a big meal. So it depends how much I eat then. If I will have then another big meal at lunch or if I'll just have something smaller and then see what way my training is as well. So that's around 10 or 11? 11? Uh, probably earlier. Well, oh, at this stage, I've been up for a couple of hours. I've probably got 10,000 steps in already from yeah. just coaching. From coaching, yeah. yeah. And you've had three times. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so so then so then lunch comes. Say you've had a big banquet, like you just said. Yeah. You're gonna have a small lunch. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, I'd have a. I might have a little snack. I might have an apple and some peanut butter, some tuna, and some mm. rice cakes. Baby bells. I love a good baby bell. Freaks Christopher out when he sees me. Right. <laughs> but it's good protein. Um. So it just depends then how I'm feeling. And then my dinner, I will have like it depends. Like last night, I had pork steaks, roast potatoes, and roasted vegetables. You know, mm. so it's not that I just eat like the same thing: chicken, rice, and broccoli. Mm. Definitely not. You know. Okay. So what? So last meal? Have you got time for? Oh no! Oh, and then there's a snack before bed. <laughs> right. There is a bagel. Oh, wow. There is a bagel with peanut butter and um, jam, and then a little Kinder Bar. Wow. Okay. Well, that's. <laughs> I probably left it. Sound like, it sounds like a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. I think people will be surprised to hear that. Yeah. Oh, I eat a lot of food. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, and then along with that, you train, you do a class every day. Yes. And then you do some extra stuff sometimes. I do, yeah. And then you also coach. I have. So you have a very active. Very active. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so all of that food probably, you know, there's, a, there's an element of that you have a very active life. That yeah. You're moving quite a lot. Um, but I still think it's people would be surprised do you think like I'm surprised are you no that is that, <laughs> that much of that yeah okay yeah and I could definitely always eat more like oh, you know yeah. I'm like and yeah. you're two tiny people yeah not very large do you know you're not very large people no it's a, yeah it sounds like an awful lot I don't eat anywhere near that anymore right really? I'd say if I break 2000 calories a day I'm doing great oh really yeah oh. well I've got those parallel meals now mm-hmm. shout out to Jeremy and parallel I'm excited and to get mine yeah they're like max 600 calories a meal so I have two of them a day. So there's 1,200 best case scenario. And then I have a bowl of oats in the morning. That's it? That's it. And a couple of coffees. But then at the weekend, I match it. Like that's mm. where I balance it out. Yeah. I like very clear deficit Monday to Friday. And then try not to have too much of a surplus mm. Saturday, Sunday. And I am trying to trim down a little bit because I got fluffy since I started working there. <laughs> so so, so do you think that habit of like weekend and, and during the week the deficit during the week and then the surplus of the weekend. Is that the learned habit from when you were an athlete, do you think, a competitive athlete? It's learned since then, yeah. So did you not But say, sorry, yeah, I did, did you I, used, I used to under eat during the week, yeah, because I didn't have time to eat more yeah. food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, I remember you saying that, yeah. yeah. But it's something uh, and a because I have self control now around those things, it's something that works well for so me. So now you decide to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could try and be more like Sheila and eat evenly seven days a week mm. but then it means if I do want to indulge a little bit the weekend I'm like oh, mm. probably should whereas now there's zero built around it it's funny in my um, for the first seven years of my coaching career I was full time doing one to one sessions right? and I would do anywhere from 10 to 14 a day and they're hours back to back. So I would eat as much as I could in the morning. And then I would go from the first thing to the last thing. And some days I would forget to bring something and I wouldn't eat anything for 14 hours. Sure. And I would be nearly fucking dead by the mm. end of the day. The worst thing ever. Or else I'd bring something with me and I would stuff it in my mouth in 25 seconds between two, as I'm booking one person mm. and meeting the next person. And I had, that was survival mode for all of those. Now, that habit was hard to break. Mm. When I when I left that job and I didn't work like that anymore, I would 
still like leave it to the last second and then stuff something in as fast as I could and get on to the next thing. And you don't enjoy eating that, I think, when you have to eat like it's that. It's purely life. survival yeah. mode. Yeah. How did you break out of that? I had to, I, I didn't realise I was still doing it for about 18 months. Wow. I remember thinking, I'm still doing that. Because I was just, that was the way I ate. Yeah. And people would say to me, Jesus, you eat fast. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, yeah. I think that's a key thing that a lot of people miss when it comes to nutrition and it's actually something I'd forgotten about but a really good strategy that I find is for a long time I used to eat the way you did Mm. inhale my food and then is everyone finished or are you still eating that (laughs) and I'd eat their food (laughs) and it was perfect as an athlete Mm. because calories but then um, I spoke to a few nutritionists and I started timing my meals Mm. and I had to take X amount of time to eat my food. Very nice, yeah. So I started small. It had to take me at least 10 minutes, which doesn't sound like a long time, but when you... In That's an eternity. An eternity. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I could eat this 10 times over in 10 minutes. So you just kind of like, you start off real slow, and you're like, I oh, fucking need it real quick. And eventually I was able to take like a meal up to about 25 minutes. Mm. And it would be, eat a couple of bites, put my knife and fork down, chew it, oh, this is actually really tasty, I can feel all these different Mm. things in it, have a conversation in the middle of it, and then continue eating. Mm. And I found I wasn't as hungry, and I didn't need as much food. Which, going from an athlete perspective, like Sheila said, she could eat more. She's probably eating, do you track your calories? No. I'd say 2,500, at least, Mm. most days, with all the peanut butter and bagels and everything. Well, peanut butter everywhere, extra calories. Extra calories, because it's easy whenever you don't have time to eat. But like my body still wanted three thousand plus calories a day, but I was not doing the activity to match that. Yeah, yeah. So I needed to find a way to reduce that, which is what you're saying. Most people that we probably work with come here for an hour, maybe two a day, and then the rest of the time they are sitting at a laptop doing nothing. And that strategy of actually timing, taking my time with my meals and thinking about it and chewing mm-hmm. and. Oh, oh yeah I can taste that and I can feel that and all this sort of stuff yeah. and that's then where my love of finer food came in because like oh I actually really like the taste of these things mm. yeah. it's yeah. not just calories for training I'm going to try that that's a really good strategy mm. I'm try that because uh, I'm still too quick believe me <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but it, it reminds me of something that Emma Emma who is our dietitian mm. here um she she was on calls over lockdown. She did some really good work with the general members over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things she set out this challenge about, you know, take on two improvements in over the next month and use like select them. They're very simple, like add a piece of fruit to your day or mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, really, I thought it was a great initiative. But something she said in the middle of it, which is so obvious, which is we are trying to get a handle on how we eat, but food is also about pleasure like Mm. we do get pleasure from food and we can get caught up in trying to get it right and forget that that is one of the things in life that we have to enjoy it I think the slowing down thing ties in beautifully to that it's like can I can I make Mm. a meal time can I box it off and say that is where I get to slow down that is where I get to actually just enjoy the thing I'm eating well that's where the 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 more traditional side of family meal time comes in as well though doesn't it like that's where it's really helpful if you have a set at 6pm everybody's home and we yeah. all eat together and we talk and eat at the same time because you wouldn't I wouldn't anyway just sit at home with Jill there and his head in the plate and oh, scoff it mm. but if I was in here on my own or if I was talking to you just like inhale it quickly and let's get on with what we were talking about but yeah. if you have that same meal time if you're trying to catch up we haven't spoke all day let's talk properly I think that's really, mm. really really helpful so that would be another thing on top of that like maybe don't sit down with your family and your kids and start a timer and go we're not leaving until <laughs> not a bad idea <laughs> it might be a good idea but it would be a case of like in the middle of your meal take a minute put your knife and fork down and talk to people I think is really helpful yeah that's a good show it's dead yeah. magic so what are you going to do to work on or win when you're ready to work on your nutrition yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already reached out to nutritionists. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start working with someone. I think having um, having a coach, somebody there as an outside support, I think is a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm, that's my next strategy. Um, 
just having somebody that I can check in with and to um, just help put some structure on, I think is a good idea. But I think selecting the right person is a big one. So I found someone really good and um, I'm going to dive in there. Um, so that's that'll be my strategy. I also like to mention as well, we're in the background here at Boo, we are working. I'm working on a plan to, um, I really like to have a full-time nutritionist on staff here. Who That's all they do. I've talked about this a little bit recently. Um, hiring is a difficult thing these days. There is, um, it's, it's slower than usual. It's, yeah. it's slower than usual for sure. Um, so, uh, but it's still a plan. And I'm, I think that has me more excited about anything this year at Bua. I think that will be a game changer because we are like, we all need a coach. You know, and, yeah. and I think um, I'm looking forward to getting someone in here who is not just someone who has information but can actually coach people like we coach people in movement. Mm. Uh, I think that will be a really cool development when we manage to figure it out. We're in the middle of it. That'd be savage. Have you had a nutrition coach? I have, yes. Yeah. Are you working with one now? No, 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 no. This was probably five years ago how I kind of got into it. Is that how you got to? Yeah, that's when I used to carry a weighing scales in my handbag down weigh all my food. So that's definitely, yeah. again, a bit different. <laughs> Not yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there you go. You just learn some skills at one point and then you're, you can adopt them for yourself. Then. Exactly. And that's how I started and then realized that. What are your views on that? What? Measuring and weighing food. I think it's the most unnatural thing of all time. Yeah. I but, agree. But, but also, like, there are many tools. Mm. It's like... It, if that's the thing that like for you you did it for a while and here you are and it helped educate great, me at yes. the time yeah so uh, that perspective yeah it's it's a it's a it's a tool that can be useful for a certain person in a certain situation mm-hmm. but i also think if that's what your life is god that doesn't sound very mm-hmm. no it wasn't good for me. but it's a good way to i think peanut butter is always that example you see on yeah. instagram and stuff <laughs> isn't it like this is a portion of peanut butter <laughs> and this is what you're taking and it's like and now I Five know times that, the amount. you know, yeah. having to wait every single time like, I'm aware. 200 of calories of peanut butter is a fuck all. It's like, it's not enough peanut butter. Yeah. But some people, if they eat that 200 calories every single day, it's a meal, mm-hmm. or a, a day, a week almost extra, that they're completely missing out on. Mm. For sure. Crazy. Nutrition's so hard. I agree. Well, I think that's the thing to acknowledge that. Yeah. Like, honestly... You two are quite irritating because you make it sound so easy. And but well, mine isn't perfect, like either. No, like, no, but but just just generally speaking, yeah. That when there are um, when when you do have that ability to to turn it on, off, like like a tap, I think it's it's oh. so so admirable. And I think the habits you've developed you over the years, mm. again, like things to aspire to, they're inspirational for people. I think. But then also, I think to acknowledge the struggle so hard. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I think for us, it's like the improvement process in the gym. Mm. It's small improvements. Often, like you said, Sheila, the extremity of it mm. is often the root of the problem with yeah. nutrition. Yeah. It's trying to I'm going to get back on track, and that's perfect for mm. ten days or for three weeks, yeah. and then it's swing back the other way. Mm. We all know it's so common. So um, I think getting support is. Definitely yeah, support. that was my next one. I think actually reaching out, having a conversation, mm-hmm. and you don't even need to hire a nutrition coach, but just having someone outside of your immediate circle who can kind of poke you and check up on you yeah. and go, hey, have you ate your vegetables today? Mm-hmm. And I think or, people need to think of it as a lifestyle change as opposed to, oh, I'm just going to do this. this. For the summer, yeah, right? it's a changing your overall lifestyle. Yeah, uh, 100%. It has to fit in with a big picture. Exactly. Um, I mean, and that's my problem at the moment. My problem is not that I can't get a handle my nutrition. Mm. It's just my whole lifestyle is a bit chaotic at the mm. moment. And I can't even, I'm like, I'll address it when the chaos slows yeah. down. And that's what, you know, you know, kind of way. So I do think that's a really mm. important point that there is a, a mindset shift towards, well, I want to, I want the nutrition to fit into something that is healthier, mm. a healthier way of living. Definitely. Last thing. I know we're not diving into massive amounts of advice. But if someone is really struggling with their nutrition now, and you can recommend one thing, we'll do one thing each. What would you say? Would you say coaching, accountability? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're listening to this and you're at Bua, the easiest thing is to grab a coach and say, "Here, can you talk to me for five minutes?" Like, it's the solution is often so 
simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Like it's not difficult to to identify an improvement. And then it's about saying, well, what would improvement look like? And then you just start, I think, taking some action because so many of us sit there knowing there's an issue in our head and we just leave it in our head for, and it can be there for months where it's just like, well, let's just, just voice it. And then that's a step one of maybe a hundred steps I need to take. But the first step is voicing it to somebody else. I think there you'll, you'll see where I can go from there. I agree. Don't make it overcomplicated as well. And I'm one of these people that if you want to make a change, change today, not Monday or the 1st of February or I'll wait why not today or tomorrow? You know, don't put it off. I, I just think, you know, when you're thinking, oh, we'll start Monday and then it's a new week and you're going to work and you're in your routine and then it's like, oh, now I have to do all these different changes. So just start when you want yeah, to. I think when inspiration's high, like, strike when the fire is mm. hot. Like, if you feel like today, oh, I could probably do with eating more vegetables. So yeah. go Tesco mm. right now, buy some vegetables and do it that way. My last bit of advice on this one would be is have a bigger picture reason as to why you want to change your nutrition. Because I've tried to, since trying to be less competitive, I want to get leaner. And I fall off instantly because I don't really care Mm. if I can see my abs or not. But if for me now, I know there's a couple of reasons. I know if I don't eat well, my classes don't feel as good for me because mm-hmm. brain fog or whatever. Yeah. And I want to make sure that whenever Paige is 50 years old that I'm still here. Mm. So the longevity side of it, I'm like, mm. I need to mm. eat my vegetables because I have read studies that this is beneficial mm. for me to live until I'm 100. And that's the goal. Definitely. So it's finding the right why behind it. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And that is my why. It's mm. not to like look good or to have visible abs or yeah. it's to feel good, to be healthy, not yeah. have brain fog be able to just coach well yeah for sure I, I know for me it's just let's not die young yeah it's like it's and that's <laughs> not to be too, you know it's not <laughs> to be too dramatic <laughs> but but yeah I mean I definitely yeah live on the extreme end of things so I need to you know do something so for, that's a good as motivation as I mean. <laughs> don't die <Say> like. young <laughs> uh, great thanks very much thanks awesome James. lads <laughs>